Welcome to season three of the Change the World podcast. I'm your host, Sivya Cohn. As CEO of 14 Minds, a marketing agency that works exclusively with Jewish nonprofits, I am a firsthand witness to the incredible physical, spiritual, and emotional services these organizations provide to our community. However, I also see the many challenges they face along the way. This season, I'll be speaking to incredible nonprofit leaders who haven't let any obstacles get in the way of their mission to change the world. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me. Today is going to be my first solo cast. Basically, this time of year is a little bit nuts, and the thought of trying to pin someone down for an interview was pretty much overwhelming. So I decided to cover some things that I've been thinking about. Me, myself, and I am used to doing the interviewing, but today I'm going to be just talking about some things that I've been thinking about. And I'd love to hear your feedback, if any of these resonate with you or if you disagree. So, you know, hopefully we can turn the solo cast into a two-way conversation. So the topic that I want to bring up is things that nonprofits get wrong about marketing. This is what I do all day. My marketing agency, 14 Minds, works on marketing strategies and campaigns for nonprofits. And over time, I've just been spotting the same patterns of issues that come up and things that are being done that I think should be done differently. So I'm going to give you five things. And again, I'd really love to hear your feedback on these. Any thoughts, any disagreements? Let's talk about it. So number one, things nonprofits get wrong about marketing. Number one, not having a plan. Now by plan, I really mean strategy, but I think plan is just a less intimidating word for most people. I think that a lot of the nonprofits kind of wing it when it comes to marketing. Let's do this video or, you know, this seems like a cool opportunity or let's try it. Let's send out an email now or, you know, why not do this? Well, why not is not a strategy. And when you're kind of winging it like this and just trying different things, the biggest problem is that there is no relationship between marketing and what you're actually marketing is going to support your overall organizational goals. Now, when it comes to strategy, what you really should be doing is having an organization-wide strategy of what clear goals and objectives for the organization as a whole, and then a marketing strategy, which is how your marketing efforts are going to help you reach those organizational goals. And when you have that strategy in place, you can get really specific about what you're doing and like the cliche of like, how, how do you know how to get somewhere if you don't know where you're going? So that's exactly this. Do you know who your audience is? What should you be saying to them? Do you know what you'll be doing and when and what budget you'll need to, in order to be allocating it appropriately? If you spend all your money on, you know, the first dinner of the year and then, you know, there's something really great that you would like to do or initiative that you want to launch and you've used up your marketing budget, then it's kind of too late to go back. So taking the bird's eye view of, you know, in terms of what your marketing plan is for the year is just a really, really powerful way to actually get results as opposed to just trying a lot of different things, running around in circles. I recommend doing it on a yearly basis. If you can, it's a big conversation, but at minimum three to six months, a plan of, you know, what you're doing, what the goals are, what the message is, getting really, really specific, how you're going to track what's been going on. And, you know, I think these are really, really important things to be able to be successful in your marketing as a nonprofit. Okay. That was number one. Number two, things that nonprofits get wrong about marketing number two is, and this is a huge pet peeve of mine. If you read any of my content on LinkedIn or or anywhere, you probably know this about me. Only marketing around fundraising campaigns. Now, this is just 
I, this one really baffles me. Um, nonprofits, they do their great work. And then, you know, once or twice a year around their campaign, they pop out of the woodwork. We're having this huge campaign and they'll pour tons and tons of money into promoting it and hiring influencers. And sometimes, you know, making a splashy event around it with celebrities and all kinds of stunts and things like that to get attention. So, you know, generally they are successful in raising money. I don't know how much is needed to be done behind the scenes in order to be successful, but they do raise a lot of money. But then, you know, I'll hear things like, well, no one really knows what we do. Well, no kidding. You actually haven't told them. All you've been doing is popping out of the woodwork and holding this big fundraiser and then disappearing again. You're not building any lasting connections when you do that. You're not building a community. And you're also forgetting, which again, is something that really baffles me. You're forgetting that you also have to be marketing, not just for the funds, but for the sake of your mission right? And for the sake of the people that are out there that might need your help, that may not know that you exist. So if all you're doing is going out there and being like, we're a great organization, give us money. Well, when are you speaking to the people that may be struggling and may need you and may not even know that you're a potential resource? There's a, you know, a huge job of, of marketing in order to be able to recruit people. And that's the main reason that you are working in this nonprofit industry, which what I imagine. It's not all about the donors. It's about the work. It's about changing the world. It's about, you know, solving a problem. And when we put all the focus on fundraising, there's just so many missed opportunities that we don't get to address. And it leads to so much confusion and so many issues throughout the year. And it also leads for the fundraising people to have to just work so much harder because you haven't gone out and built those communities and those connections for them. So that kind of leads me into number three, things that nonprofits get wrong about marketing. Number three is not having someone within the organization who's responsible for marketing. Now, I get it. Smaller organizations, everybody's wearing a lot, a lot of hats and you can't have a marketing department or even a marketing person. That is fine. It does not have to necessarily be a full-time role, but there has to be somebody within the organization who is tasked with the job of marketing. And by marketing, I don't mean, like we just discussed, I don't mean fundraising. I mean marketing. And what's the difference? Maybe we should take a step back and and define the difference between marketing and fundraising on a really, really, really surface level. Marketing is awareness, really, really surface level. It's much deeper than that. But fundraising is asking for funds. So the best metaphor I can give is you're at a party and you walk over to someone and you say, um, can I have $20? I'm, I'm going to go help my neighbor or something like that. And they're like, what? Who are you? What's wrong with you? Why are you asking me that? Versus my friend walking over to me and telling me, you know, my neighbor's really struggling and I'm collecting money for it. Can you spare some money for this? You know, I'm collecting for it to have a great yuntip or whatever. Most likely in scenario two, you would end up giving. So what's the difference? Your friend was marketed to you, right? You spent time getting to know them, trusting them, liking them. And then when they ask for money, it's a more natural jump versus the stranger. So when organizations jump straight into fundraising, they are in essence strangers. It's not even a metaphor anymore. It's just a stranger. You claim to have an organization. You claim to be doing great work. I have no idea what it is or why I should care. And I have a lot of much more relevant, important causes that I already know and like and trust that are asking me for money. So, you know, why would I care? So you can't roll them all into one. So now that we've clarified the difference, let's go back to having someone responsible. You have to have someone whose job it is to make people aware. And when I say make people aware, I don't just mean that you exist. Like how we have an organization and its name is X. I mean an awareness at a deeper level of who it is that you're helping, what it is that you're doing, why they should care, 
how they can possibly get involved, how they can be a part of the impact that you're making in the world, and then passing that on to whoever it is role it is to do the fundraising. Because those are what we call warm leads, right? In the B2B world, marketing works with the sales team. You know, they warm up the leads and they pass them over to the sales team. Sales team close, closes the deal. If there was no marketing team, the sales team would have a huge, huge ask in order to be able to just go out to the world at large and try to figure out who to sell to. So back to your organization, even if you can't have somebody full-time, which hopefully, you know, growing organizations will be able to invest in, but there needs to be somebody who you say, okay, you, person X, as part of your job responsibilities, you have to do marketing initiatives. And going back to number one, we talk about having a plan. We know what those are because we planned it. And this is something that gets priority as something that you need in order to further your mission. It's not an extra. It's not something that we do in their spare money or spare time. COVID taught us anything. It's a must because you have to be building those connections when everything is in crisis. You can't afford to cut corners. And the most important thing of all, which is you know building your community. So that was number three. Number four, and this is one I think you've probably heard before. Um, this is something that gets talked about a lot, but I think still I see nonprofits forgetting to do it. And this is not telling stories. Now, as a nonprofit, literally, you are not existing for profit. What are you existing for? To help, to do good, to change the world. Your superpower is those stories of how you did that, of how you are doing that, of the people that you are helping and whose lives you are transforming. And a lot of nonprofits forget that sharing that is the most important thing. And they get very excited about the statistics, right? They get very excited about the numbers, but that doesn't mean anything to anybody. If you say, we helped 500 families this year. Okay, that's, that's a lot of families, but really doesn't tug at my heartstrings and it probably wouldn't move your donors or your audience in any way. But when you tell the story of a single person who was struggling and how you helped them overcome their struggle and you know how they're now on the other side of that, these are stories of hope and transformation and they move people. And these are the kinds of things that people want to get involved in. And I know that it's tricky, you know, especially in the Jewish world, a lot of things are very private and very secretive. No one wants to talk about it. And nonprofit leaders, I think, are so used to being private that that is why they kind of swallow what they're doing. But the problem is that people really don't know the scope and they see some things on the surface and it looks, you know, nice and cute, but the depth of the work is not being put out there. And that's a huge missed opportunity because people, when they hear these kind of stories, they want to get involved. And it is so much more powerful going back to number two, which we spoke about only marketing around fundraising campaigns. It is so much more powerful to be sharing your stories and then you know, having people want to get involved versus like, please help us do this, right? All of this donor-centric copy is, you can help us make a difference. Why would I care? I actually, the, the metaphor that comes to mind is, you know, sometimes I need a favor around the house. I, you know, I decide I want to move something or whatever, and I'll, I'll try to rope my spouse or my kids into it. And it's like, oh, now, do you have to do this now? Can we do it later? Versus me attempting to do this huge task myself. And then somebody would kind of spot me working hard and jump in and want to help. That's human nature. As much as we don't want to think about it, being needy, asking for favors becomes a burden on people. And that's what you're doing when you're constantly fundraising is just asking versus just going out there and being like, by the way, look how amazing this is what we're accomplishing. Obviously, you don't want to do it in a boastful way. But yeah, kind of you do because the average person does not have the passion, the drive, the willpower, the big thinking skills to be able to change the world the way most nonprofits are. The nonprofit leaders that I've come across who have started their organization based on a struggle or a need that they spotted are, are really just doing unbelievable things. And 
you as a nonprofit leader or, you know, working in the nonprofit world have the ability to give people a chance to be a part of that. You are doing them the favor, right? We're all out here living our regular lives and going to work and coming home and you're out there saving lives and changing lives. And it's really, there is nothing that compares. So just sharing what you're doing and then giving people the chance to be a part of it is going to be so much more powerful than constantly asking. So that's where the stories really come in. And again, I get that it's challenging because of privacy issues, but there are ways to be creative. I do find that in general, the world has shifted and people are becoming much more willing to be open about their personal struggles. And even if not, there's ways to think about it differently. Maybe it's getting your staff members to tell their stories or volunteers to tell their stories versus the actual people who are being helped if that's something that is just not not feasible for your organization. But there always is some way to tell a story and you really want to be making that a priority. Stories of individuals, stories that end hopefully versus, you know, you don't want to depress or guilt people, but you really want to show the impact. So that was number four. And number five, this is not super fun or glamorous, but really important for the work that we do in terms of marketing. But things that nonprofits get wrong about marketing number five is doing the same things every single year without actually tracking any metrics to see if they were working. Nonprofits are so notorious for this. Like we have our dinner this time of year. We do our mailing this time of year and this appeal and this, you know, we always put an ad in this circus edition and it's like, you know, it's on autopilot and that's, I guess, great in a way that at least you're doing something. But before you do the same thing again, you should be tracking what moved the needle, what investment actually changed. Did it reach the intended audience? Did it move anybody to donate more? Did people respond? (laughs) Like, you know, putting metrics in place before you start to actually be able to measure success is really important. And I, I think that one of the reasons that this is such an issue in nonprofit is because there are so many decision makers. There's, you know, the executive leadership, and then there's a board and, you know, whoever is involved that has to sign off on a new initiative. And it's a lot easier to just, you know, hit play on the same things versus trying something new and then having to get approval and maybe it fails. And, you know, these are all complicated, but it still is not an excuse for inertia. And especially in a post-COVID world, in a world where, you know, there's kind of a transition of power happening between the generation that was controlling most of the money you really need to change up the way things were being done and really reevaluating whether the way that things that you were doing make sense in the first place. So that's what kind of circles back to number one. When you have a plan and you are doing it strategically, you're doing it based on insights, who you want to reach, what worked last year, that will kind of already shift your thinking in terms of, well, maybe the plan this year should not include X, Y, Z. If it included it last year and we have all these issues, I get that a lot from clients. Like they come to me and they're like, we have this problem and this problem and okay, and now we want to work on this campaign, which is like basically, literally they'll say this, like we want to do what we did last year. And I have to sort of stop them and say, well, you want to do what you did last year, but you don't want to have the same result. You don't want to have the same problem. Don't you think that maybe you should be rethinking? And it's kind of like a light bulb moment of like, hmm, okay, what does that look like? And change is scary and trying new things is scary, especially for nonprofits where every dollar has to go a very, very long way. And I, or anybody in the marketing space cannot guarantee anything. Marketing is all trial and error. There are no sure things. I mean, there's some of the biggest companies in the world have spent billions of dollars on marketing and failed. So, you know, there really is no guarantee, but the one thing I can guarantee is that if you don't do anything differently, nothing is going to change. And if you're, you're noticing a pattern of, you know, people not having clarity on what you do or, 
not reaching a wider audience or younger audience or not gaining the level of support, not getting repeat donors, different things that tend to come up for nonprofits, then the first thing you have to be doing is doing something differently. And I just want to reiterate the point about number two of not marketing only around fundraising campaigns. Like I said, it's a huge pet peeve of mine to take such a short-sighted view and to take such a a narrow view on, on that it's only worthwhile investing in marketing when it comes to fundraising. But let's remember why you're doing what you're doing, right? I imagine that either you started your nonprofit or you joined your nonprofit because of, of the good that was being done. And I don't think, I'm guessing, that you didn't join the nonprofit in order to fundraise. Nobody, I don't think anybody would put that first, right? The fundraising is a means to an end, which is how do you help the people that you're trying to help? You need the funds to do that. So put the people first, put the mission first. And I think that that mindset shift actually will transform the way you get funds from people because they will see that, that to you, the most important thing is helping people. And the most important thing is furthering your mission. And sometimes that's just about promoting initiatives, education, you know, for some specific nonprofits, it's about eradicating the whole issue in the first place. Things, let's say, to do with mental health or physical health are a lot of preventative measures that you can do. And keep in mind that in the Jewish world, the pool that you are marketing to in terms of your mission, the people that you might be able to help, and the people that hopefully will support your mission are generally the same pool. Now, this is not the case in the secular world where, let's say, you know, you have an organization like Charity Water or the Red Cross. Many times, the people that they're helping are far flung. They're in Africa, they're in Somalia or really disassociated from the organization where, you know, where it's based and where it's getting its funds. The Jewish world, we're all reading the same things and we're, we're all connected and related. And one day I might support and one day I might need help and vice versa. And it's really important for you to be reaching out to the audience for them to be able to see what you're doing before you just ask them for help. So that's a really important point that I want to wanted to just kind of drive home. But anyway, like I said before, I really would love for this to be a two-way conversation. I'm going to recap the things that nonprofits get wrong about marketing was number one, not having a plan. Number two, only marketing on fundraising campaigns. Number three, not having someone responsible for marketing. Number four, not telling stories about your organization. Number five, doing the same things every year without tracking. So if you have any feedback, comments, criticisms, stories that support my arguments, then please show me an email at sivia at 14minds.com or find me on LinkedIn, Sivia Cohn. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Change the World podcast. If you have any feedback or an idea for my next episode, or if you're a nonprofit leader interested in learning more about how 14 Minds can help your nonprofit, I'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to tsivia at 14minds.com. For more nonprofit content, follow me on LinkedIn or visit 14minds.com. 